This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. The Law Corporation team went to the heart of the beast, the place they believed to be the new home of the dark creatures preying on Palmetto City. Frustrated time and again by visions and tricks, the team has made their way into the tower itself. We see Chase Welker point this grenade launcher right at the bed, and we kind of see that look in his eyes of like, fuck it, this place is just going to, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And just as that happens, you see, you see like, you blink for a second, or maybe you try to, uh, you try to steady your aim or something like that. And when you kind of like, either open your eyes from blinking or whatever it might be. There's a vision in front of you of a man in his probably 70s or 80s. He's an old man. He's wearing um, like he's wearing a like a like a tie that's been loosened, uh, a dress shirt that seems kind of ruffled, but all of the clothes seem pretty old. Um, very, very like out of out of fashion. And, and he's like, wait, wait, wait don't, 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 please. Don't, please. Cool, I squeeze the trigger. Ooh, yeah, let's have you make a cool roll about this. Cool. Cool indeed. Love to be cool. So, I think something could go wrong as this is like not an expected thing to have this person who was not there moments ago suddenly appear before you. You're just going to shoot this bed in this massive king size four post, uh, like canopy bed. And I think you just shoot it right through this dude. Or would you specifically be trying not to shoot him? You said this is a fancy looking guy, sort of like uh, doesn't look like a typical Florida fellow, right? So, I mean, since you got that role and you're going to find out in a second, it's a ghost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right I'm saying okay. like if you look like, hey, I'm a civilian wandering in here. I'm in my cargo shorts and my like uh, tank top, then maybe I'd stop. But no, this guy belongs here, right? Cool. I shoot him. Okay. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> now I'm just imagining uh, Welker at at a like a, a shipwreck of a bunch of parrot heads on a Jimmy Buffett cruise, and he's like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> these ghosts are just civilian, <laughs> just regular people. <laughs> now, um, so yeah, so you just fire this thing. And this suite that you're in is large enough, I think, where you don't have to worry about essentially blowing up a wall that you're standing directly next to. This thing flies through this person, and he just looks shocked. The expression on this man's face that's already kind of sallow and pale is shocked. And as it goes through him, all um, all all pretense of this man being not a ghost is completely gone. He very clearly looks like gray, like most of the color in him is like completely gone. Um, you kind of see maybe, um, ooh, maybe like Japanese style. He doesn't have feet, almost like it's just kind of like his body kind of, his legs kind of just fade to where it's like, oh, wait, you don't have feet. Um, where it's he's kind of floating along on the floor, but you shoot this right through him and this grenade just flies across the room 
and yeah, it smashes into this bed and completely explodes. I think it blows out part of a nearby window and the window is this massive, um, it's not stained glass. So there's, there's a massive one of those tower windows and it explodes outward. And one of the things you can very quickly see is you guys are not on the ground floor at all. You came in through the front door on the ground floor. You very quickly realize like, you very quickly realize even just as that thing blows up, as the wind rushes in here, you are not on the ground floor. You are actually a significant distance up off the ground. I told you there's shenanigans going on here. This ghost, this this visage of this man who is, like I said, in his 70s or 80s, he is just like, what have you done? What have you done to my beautiful, my beautiful home? Oh, 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 my, oh, this... If I can't, why would you do that? Why would you do that to this place? Wilker says, um, we're here, to, we're here to take down the people who live here, and if you stand among them, then you're on the list. He's like, re, like uh, reload his grenade launcher. And I think he'll say, I think he'll say, live, live. <sighs> I don't know, I don't know. I thought I didn't, I thought live, I at didn't all. live at all. What are you even doing here? Are you are you haunting this place? Do you need an exorcism? We've got people for that. Got a whole division. This this is my this, this is, is my, my home. This is my home. I'm 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 H Sinclair Knowles. What kind of man creates a big tower in the middle of Florida? <sighs> Was my you a wizard? I mean, back in, back in, back in those back in heady those days, days, I felt as if I were a wizard. But now I realize I was nothing but cursed, and I guess this is, this is what it came to. I guess this is just proof, proof that I was cursed. I know a thing or two about being cursed. Why don't you tell us about it? Near the turn of the century, I built this place. I had it built as, as the perfect expression of. As a place where man man and nature could become become one, one, where where people could could leave their 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 busy busy lives lives in industrial industrial cities and and even those the the drudgery of even farm work could come here and and be at peace with the natural world. And it would be it would be something that could that could better the world as a whole as people as people found the beauty in the symbiosis, the symbiosis of man, of and, man nature. and nature. That the bullshit you told all those workers out there? The ones who uh, aren't resting in peace? They're cursed They're too, cursed are, they? too are, they? are they? That's right. Reckon you're responsible for that. I thought I'd... I thought, thought I'd... You blew up your bed. We'll wreck up your other furnishings too, unless you uh, cooperate. Yeah, uh, Walker will like cock the grenade launcher because that's the thing you can do with all guns, including grenade launchers. Sure. Or he he closes the thing and snaps it back into place. Yeah. It's like yeah, it, just accidentally pulls the pin out of one of the grenades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're crazy, man. We'll do anything. He puts the grenade in his mouth and throws the pin. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he. This guy. He just looks. He just starts to look sad. And he just says, I, I, I tried to leave this place. I saw it wasn't what I wanted and I tried to leave. And now being brought back here is, 
is a curse just as much to me as it is to any of them. We didn't come here for you. We're on the trail of uh, vampires. What do you know about that? Say, the last thing I remember, the war had ended only a few years ago. And I thought, and I with thought that great that calamity, calamity over, that, over that, that truly that my truly vision my here would be realized, that truly that this would be the place that, place that, that made a difference made a in the world and made, world and made such catastrophes, such never, catastrophes possible never possible again. again. And I realized, and I realized it, was all, it was all, not only was I wrong, was but I that, wrong, this place, that this place, place it, was bad. it was bad. It was evil. It was, it was evil. cursed. It was cursed. I guess in the I end, I the should end, have known I that, I couldn't, that I couldn't escape, even from the even top, from of, this top tower. of this tower. I'll say, listen, we get that you're a haunted spirit, you seem torture and all, but you're not really making much sense. What's the purpose of this place, and why is it so bad? So, this is a great time to introduce a mechanic that I have um, yeah. stolen from uh, Dungeon World, I guess. That labyrinth move was from Dungeon World, David? So, from Dungeon World. So, when you attempt to navigate this tower, this dark place, describe how you do it, and then roll plus stat. So it seems like you're trying to talk to this ghost and get information, perhaps, from this ghost, the ghost of Henry H. Henry Sinclair Knowles, um, and get information about it. So you would likely either roll a charm roll, because it's a social uh, discussion, or you could make a weird roll because he's a ghost. What do we know about this guy historically? So you know that the tower is called the uh, Cypress Knolls Tower Gardens. And this guy was like a Vanderbilt kind of figure? Yeah, so just just definitely like from the small amount that you guys looked up, this guy is the like rich dude who had this place built as his home and this like crazy nature getaway. It's it's not a plantation though, right? No, it was okay. built at the it was built at the turn of the twentieth century. It started being built at the turn of the twentieth century. Maybe uh, Ashen just uh, maybe more more level headed <laughs> as opposed to the grenade toters. It's just like, all right, well, if this place is really a uh, like as evil and as bad as or cursed as you say, I mean. That's that's like what we do. We get rid of that kind of stuff. So if you help us out, I mean, that seems like we have the same goal here, right? This sounds also like a charm roll. All right, go ahead. So go ahead and make a charm roll. Roll plus charm. Well, <laughs> roll a four. I think it, yeah, so a six. Okay, a six. I could help with the grenade launcher. So, I mean, you were talking to this guy. Do you want to try to help? Yeah, and uh, he'll say, and yeah, look, and we don't have any information to go on. This is how we help. And he'll like aim the grenade launcher at the, the next, <laughs> next piece of furniture. Hmm. Go ahead and make a cool roll. 13. 13's pretty good, you lucky duck. All right, so on a seven to nine, uh, you'll hold one. All right, um, but there will be a obstacle to this. All right, here's the deal. 
Um, the the hold that you guys get is pooled uh, by the whole by the entire party. Um, at any point, you can spend one of the hold to answer one of the read a bad situation or investigate a mystery questions. Once you get four hold, you'll be able to find your way um, to the heart of the tower. So you can get like answers to questions and figure more stuff out, but you'll need four hold to get to the heart of the tower and find uh, the heart of this problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, all right, you guys get one of these. This guy will just tell you like, like this place, this place, this place. I meant for this I place to be this something, place good. something good. It turned out, it turned out. It was evil. I could tell there was something wrong with it. There were too many workers dying. With the end of the war, I could feel it. It wasn't... It wasn't the solution to the problems I saw in the world all those years ago, generations ago. Instead, it was just a symbol of my own vanity. And it was just... It was something I couldn't bear. I thought I had been able to escape it, and now here I am again. And so, yeah, this guy seems very sad. It's a sad ghost. Aw, sad ghost. Sundry, you you seriously want to capture this ghost? Why would we want to capture the ghost? Well, he's not being very cooperative. Oh, you want to take him to the station and uh, uh, for questioning? <laughs> also, uh, what kind of asshole builds a giant tower in the middle of uh, you know, middle of a swamp? I Fair think enough. he'll. I think he'll interject into your conversation and say, like, I thought, I thought, I thought it could bring it could people bring together with nature. nature. I thought it could, I be, thought above it could be above all the petty, all the petty, petty trifling, trifling, all the squabbles. squabbles. I thought it could really, it could really make, make everyone connect, everyone with, connect with, with the world with in, the a world better way. in a better way. Do you want to, so you feel connected here still? He says, I tried to escape this. I thought I could. Do you want us to help you escape? I thought I thought I thought I could I if, thought you I could, if you can. Well, uh, there, is there is a way. I would prefer I would prefer that this that this place, this work of mine, what I spent what I spent almost half my whole life working towards wasn't destroyed in the process. If my dream could come true, that would be great, but Honestly, honestly, that's a that's, that's a fantasy. That's, a fantasy. that's not going to happen. Are there any parts of the of nature around here? Any gardens that you feel particularly connected to? All right, so I think I can give you a lot more ghost information here about this guy. Mm -hmm. However, does anybody want to use the one hold that you have to ask one of those questions? And perhaps this ghost can give you that useful information, and then I can use it to I can use some of the details of this of Henry Henry uh, Sinclair Knowles' life to like add some extra stuff to it. Because otherwise, uh, all these other questions are just going to be like, "Here's my story." So the one thing we know so far is there's some like ominous evil presence, and it's at the top of the tower. You don't know it's at the top of the tower. 
Uh, okay, but it's probably at the top of the tower. And at one point, he said something like that. Like, oh, uh, I could, you know, I, he said something. He referenced the top of the tower in like a... Oh, he, he told you he basically, he jumped off of the top of this tower. This dude killed himself. And that's why he's very surprised to be here talking to you. Uh, so he said, yeah. I, I thought that this place would be this great thing of beauty that would be peaceful and would bring mankind and nature together in this like amazing way. And instead it hasn't done that. And I realized all of that was like false. So this guy killed himself. And they think he really, I think he already said that this place was evil or this place was bad. And the hold is for us to ask questions or do we, or we're getting to four? For... Yep. So instead of treasures, the hold can be used to ask questions to find out more about the situation. Gotcha. And again, I can okay. just tell you more about this guy. And then I'd the idea is... I wrote a lot of history about this tower. <laughs> and But the idea is if we have four, then we find the whatever we're looking for. You get to the you get to the heart of uh, of this tower. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Which may be on the top, it may be underneath, maybe back in Ashton's apartment. We'll see. So, do you guys think it's worth it? What do you What do you think? My suggestion would be to ask things pertaining to our reason we're here. So, I'm under the understanding that this place has been co-opted by the vampires we've been chasing. So, like, I guess my curiosity is like, how does that figure into this, and how can you help us there? But ask anything. Well, you guys can ask this ghost absolutely whatever you want. He just might not have super useful information game-wise, but if you ask one of those read a bad situation or investigate a mystery questions, you can figure that out either through talking to him well, yeah, because of the way you made the role, it would be through talking with him. To where I thought I could where I thought I could escape from all this, but I guess that wasn't, I guess I was wrong there too. Then are we the only people who've come through here since then? I think he'll tell you like, no, there are there are others. I can feel them. I can feel them here. I hear them walking about the the halls that I made my home, even as this place was being finished. Dark things drawn to a dark place. So if you guys do not want to spend this hold, we can wrap this part up pretty quickly here. I say we spend it. Or David, do you want to make this? Do you want to spend this to ask a question? Sure. Uh, All right. Okay. Which, which question do you want to ask? Um, oh, from one of these lists you said? From either the read a bad situation or the investigate a mystery. Hmm. I guess we're really trying to get at... Where did it go? Where did it go? What is the it you're looking for? I think I know what you're talking about, but what is the it you're looking for? I mean, I assume the vampires are the the bad thing. I created this I place, created as, a this garden, place as a garden, and, uh, and uh, this was to be my home in the epicenter of 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 a great movement to to bring man and nature together as one. Instead, there's some dark. There's a dark force that has has planted has itself planted as a, itself seed, a seed, seed here in this, here tower. In this tower. 
There were, there were, there were crypts there built, were crypts here. built here. here. They were never meant, they to, were never be meant crypts, to be crypts, but they became they that. Became that. At least at, at least times. times, and I feel now they've feel returned, now they've returned, returned to, that very, to that very, uh, uh, to that very to purpose. That very purpose. They shouldn't, they be, shouldn't be as far as away far from away here, from as, they here as they are. But that's where you'll find the. That's where you'll find the heart of this. That's where you'll find the thing that's. I guess that's pulled me back here. Nice. I say they move this and. Let's move on. Let's press ahead. All right. All right, Don't who's get... the first at the door? Welker will go first. All right, Mr. Welker. Could you make a cool roll for me to avoid the wolf that charges from the door as you open it? So we see Mr. Welker open this door to go back into this hallway, uh, or like open this door. And when he opens the theoretically one of the main doors to leave this uh, this this suite, this master suite. Instead, there's this huge snarling hellhound that leaps at him. All right, my cool is nine. You got a nine. Yep. You tell me what you think a good thing is, because this is supposed to be kind of a middling result of a cool roll. Um, you could take a small amount of damage. You could lose something. Uh, you could maybe be grabbed by this thing and pulled into a separate area than some of your companions. Um, what among those seems most interesting to you? It eats one of your grenades. Yeah, one that primed. Uh, it could destroy. It could destroy some of the equipment that you have. I want to have some more fun with this grenade launcher. Ooh, I know. It, it eats all my weapons that aren't the grenade launcher. Now I only have a hammer to deal with all these problems. It just became nails. Uh, this thing leaps at you. It kind of knocks you down with its forepaws, with its uh, front paws, and goes to, like, uh, essentially bite at, um, bite at, like, your side. And luckily you have this gun, like, hanging down on a strap or something like that, and it... In goes to bite into you and instead it bites into that and you can hear um like a crunch on this thing and um you maybe even kind of turn and are like all right uh sucker suck on this and you go to pull the trigger on the shotgun and you could see just like it had bitten down on part of the mechanism so where like the thing is jammed it just won't fire at this point and um that's the situation that you're in, where you are pinned down by this wolf, and it's it's like fucked up the shotgun pretty bad. And yeah, this thing looks like somewhere between like a combination of a wolf and a coyote and just a stray mangy dog. And the person who has seen this before, for sure, is Ashton. And Ashton looks at this thing and remembers that this exact dog he had seen staring at him out the window, and he maybe even has a flashback to like looking out his window at his apartment and it just staring up at him um, as he kind of like wandered about almost aimlessly trying to go to sleep. So Darkblade or Sundry, what are you guys up to there? You see this beast leap in and knock knock Welker's ass over. I'm going to take my knife out and stab the, the wolf. You're going to try to attack this wolf? Awesome. Oh, yes. 
All right, so go ahead and make a... Uh, it sounds like a kick-some-ass roll if you're attacking this thing. Okay, so I got a total of... That's tough? Yes. Uh, nine. Nine. All right. Cool. So you kind of run over there, and uh, as you run over, you're going to just try to, like, stab at it with this knife and get it off of Welker? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so you do that, and you are able to, indeed, hurt this hurt this thing, but I think that it um, uh, snaps back at you. I think it's going to okay. do, um, as it tries to, like, bite you, um, probably two damage as, um, after, like, as you near the thing, it starts to bite at your arms and maybe uh, even bites at you more as, like, like after you've stabbed it. Yeah, this wolf, like, maybe gets him by the, like, does some horrific grazing uh, wound, like, tears off some, some big uh, chunk of his clothing. There's blood everywhere, but then he's just fine. Awesome, yeah. So what does that do? It just basically gives you, like, an, like one armor? Like, two soak. Oh, wow, that's really good. Yeah, yep. so this thing bites at you, and it's it's there's blood all over your arms, and um, yeah, it's but Sundry's doing okay. Darkblade, what's what's your reaction to this? Oh, can I just describe how that happens real quick? Yeah, go for it, please. So, um, with a dog or like any big creature when it's attacking you, what you got to do is like you got to get your arm uh, in between its jaws, and if it happens to be in between its jaws, then it's just gonna like bite the shit out of you. But if you're able to like push past, it can no longer like keep biting you because mm -hmm. his jaws are obstructed. So that's essentially what he's done, and that's when he starts to like stab the thing. Okay, yeah. Um, how much damage does that do? Do you know? My the knife uh, just does two two harm. Does two? Yeah, you just kill this thing essentially. So you just kind of like stab at this thing, and um, like it. Maybe it's not totally dead, but like pretty soon afterwards, you can see that it's not gonna be. Um... I'm trying to think if that makes this unimpressive or not. Eh, fuck it. It's just like not gonna be fighting anymore. So maybe it's still alive, but it's like making weird noises and not the regular noises of like a regular dog that would be like in pain. It's instead like making this like nasty snarling sound and like gurgling noises, but not the gurgling of like something wounded, the gurgling almost like as a, like a weird cauldron that's brewing. Awful. I guess Sundry will keep, keep stabbing it until the noises go away. Yeah. I think eventually like this thing just kind of stops moving and um, it's just like looking at you guys, but still. So, who's taking the who's taking the lead out of this room, or do you guys want to stick around in here? Like, kind of like double over, catching his breath, like nods, nods a manly yeah. thanks to Mister Charms. And Darkblade's going to have his flashlight going everywhere, like it's a Blair Witch project, <laughs> and run and like flash it down the hallway. And see if anything else is going on and then like look at this wolf that's incapacitated be like 
looking at its teeth. Well, that's well, that's one of the one of the interesting things about this is when you go to look into the hallway, you are going into the next room. So, Darkblade, could you give me a number between one and ten? Because I think basically one of the things you're running into is there's basically no between any spots. Like every time you're going through a portal, you're essentially going into this other area. And that's one of the very odd things about this place. Five, six, seven, eight. And that is a library. All right. No. Yeah. Turn around. And these books are overdue, motherfucker. Um, yeah, so you you walk into this library, and this looks like kind of... Um, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I ain't about to step in front of a library. Listen up, I ain't reading. Sorry, he says he says library. Yeah. I, girl, I said library. You think I know the answer? Um, but yeah, so... Darkblade, you walk into this room... And I think the rest of you guys can see him go into this room and can see what he sees like through the doorway. And this door leads into this library. And this library is this huge kind of beauty and the beast style, like dark, rich, um, like wood that has all of these kind of leather bound books all over the place. Maybe some ladders that you have to get up on to get some higher, um, higher books. There are also... Um, like tables, like fine wood ta- wooden tables with these like rich leather chairs. There's probably even like a little wet bar that doesn't have any like booze in it, but you could see it's set up for like, oh, someone would come in here and hang out and have a cigar and read a book, that kind of a thing. It looks something like uh, out of like a Sherlock Holmes wet dream of a um, kind of like rich English manor house library. Like if Frazier came in here, he'd get dehydrated for from coming too much because of how this place looks. Oh Niles, oh Niles, Frazier. Yeah. Um. So all of you guys can just enter this room. I'm gonna go ahead and just say all of you do, and this room is, um, basically also almost dead silent. I think this room also doesn't have any. Um, it also has one of these big windows. What up? Uh, what do are the get, books about? Do we get like um, each of the books? Tell me the title of every book. Of every book. Well, um, so I know I know you're kind of joking, but a, a lot of these books are very old. Um, none of the books around in the area seem like they are new, with the exception of one little area that has like little pamphlets and information about the tower itself. And you could tell like, Oh, if they were to bring people on tours through this tower, this is the stuff that they would look at. And um, a lot of those things seem to be like knocked over, like knocked aside. Otherwise these books all seem very old. They're bound in leather. They're bound in like, um, like on the spines of the book. There's none that have big, uh, like colorful writing or anything like that. Everything is kind of this rich earth tones kind of thing to it. Do any of them, are any of them a cult or like a cult? Hmm. Well, how are you trying to go about figuring that out? I'm going to investigate it. Are you trying to use this as part of uh, figuring out how to get to the heart of this tower? Yes. Awesome. 
Okay, so you're like looking around. Do you think that would be a sharp roll as you're like investigating all these books? I do. Okay, or would this be your knowledge of the occult and maybe be a weird roll? Well, I would be happy with either of those. Well, just just tell me which one it is, and then we can try to figure out what's up. Um, yeah, I think it's a sharp roll. Awesome. And um, I got a twelve. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. So you got a 12. So on a 12, um, you get to hold two. And remember, you can spend um, you can spend this hold to ask questions from the read a bad situation or investigate a mystery list of questions. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're looking through some of these books. And um, one of them is like the diary of H. Sinclair Knowles. And as you're looking through this this book, you can kind of discover some information between that and the um, the general like pamphlets about this place. While you're looking that stuff over, I can give you some more information about this tower that you're able to find. One of the things is that H. Sinclair Knowles, Henry Sinclair Knowles, um, began construction in 1905 of this tower. Um. Like he said, uh, the goal was to create a place of the supreme beauty of the natural coexistence of man and nature. Uh, construction employed hundreds of local workers as well as expert artisans from around the country, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. Um, there were a lot of accidents and many of those who died because of disease or accidents on the job are actually buried in the on-site cemetery. Um, it was one of the few big projects in this part of Florida that continued through the Great Depression. So even as everybody else like didn't have money to do this stuff, H. Sinclair Knowles, who was essentially so rich he could just keep going with this, continued to employ people. Um, Yeah. Uh, construction was completed in 1948. H. Sinclair Knowles committed suicide um, uh, six months after its completion. He was 88 years old. The Knowles estate... What is... Go ahead. What is being concealed here? Hmm. What is being concealed here? This place almost acts as a... H. Sinclair Knowles was drawn to this place because it had a kind of power. Um, he didn't know why, but it had, it had a sort of power um, that drew him to it. There was a reason that he chose this spot for uh, this project. He didn't understand what it was because he wasn't kind of clued into this. He had this kind of, um, what is it, like transcendentalist philosophy about connecting people to nature and making man and nature kind of like closer to one another. And he thought he could build this place as some place that could uh, exemplify the coexistence of man and nature. Instead, uh, he found that it was just kept heaping upon him more and more bad things and like that it was wrong, that it was evil. He could feel that, but didn't really know how to tap into it and use it. 
the thing that's hidden is um the vampire that you're searching for this creature you're searching for it can figure out how to tap into that evil and if it's allowed to do that there's significant trouble so the thing that's being hidden here i'd say is the time limit that you guys are on because you know that um these vampires supposedly need earth from their homeland if this vampire is indeed from romania and not from here it would seem as though this couldn't be its homeland the thing that's being hidden you figure out is maybe that's like crumpled up and left nearby there's a form that basically confirms that a lot of earth is supposed to be brought from the Magnolia Place um, mansion, Alan Graves's family estate, where that Alan Graves, that witch that you guys had dealt with in the previous mystery, and all that earth is supposed to be brought here. And the thing that's being hidden, Darkblade can figure out is there seems to be some kind of ritual that these, this vampire can do using the soil from the coven of a witch to basically make this his new home. And if he can do this, you guys are done. Like you'll never, you'll never uproot this tree. So we got to soil the soil. Oh yeah. So, so that's one of the things that you notice. Um, Hmm. We haven't heard from Welker in a second. All right. Um, Welker, as Darkblade is kind of going through these books, maybe reading some of this out loud to the rest of you guys, you find a book and um, it just says Chase Welker. And it's like on the spine of this very old, thick book. So while they're preoccupied... I read that book and enjoy it. Yeah, sucks. And the ending sucks. Characters are not believable. <laughs> How one man can sleep with so many females is beyond me. I didn't say women, and I said females. Lizards, yeah. ducks, dime store trash, fish, yeah. fish. And sort of by himself, look, look, see what this situation is. All right. So this is a book that seems to, um, I think it starts out with like a weird print, like an old timey print of your face. And when you open it, it starts out like, uh, and it says, you know, like Chase Welker was born in such and such place in this year. Uh, and it kind of describes, and you're like literally looking at essentially a biography of your own life. And it's accurate. At least the information that you're reading about like his parents, so-and-so and so-and-so Welker, uh, were this place. His father was this kind of person. His mother, this kind of person. And I think you're like, that's really fucking weird. And you turn it to... Um, you. I think you maybe turn it significantly. And what is an absolutely terrifying thing that you're thinking about in this instance? Oh, they, they also have pictures of like my kids and my wife. They look very recent. Um... And like this, they look they kind of like a voyeuristic sort of angle to them. It's like, uh, oh, Welker's family uh, captured unawares at such and such date as like sort of like a way you'd have like a specimen on glass. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's another one of those images like that, or like one of those uh, old timey books where there's like a piece of wax paper or something like that where you have to move it because it's like a very fancy print, mm -hmm. and you look at it, and uh, you even go to turn the next page and it has information about that image and it says something like as he stared at this image in the library of the cypress knolls tower gardens he wondered if there would ever be a possibility in which he could keep his family safe from the dark things that followed him uh coming up from the swamps lur lurching forward always seeking their revenge for the children that he had stripped from them So as you flip further along in this book, Chase Welker, you see um, just kind of an old timey, almost line drawing, like an old print that you'd see in kind of a book from the uh, 1800s, an image of your own face. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that as you're staring at this, that has underneath it Chase Welker's actual date of birth and then a date as if the day as if it was the day you had died but that date is probably six months or so ago hmm D does walker feel like anything in this book would lead him to believe this just lying to like mess with him is there anything else in the book that is inaccurate so I mean, you've only kind of like flipped through it really cursorily. Um, like I said, on that very first page, you saw that it kind of described accurately where you were born and who your parents were. And then you kind of flipped forward to that image uh, that seemed like it was something from yesterday of an image of you and your family. And so um, everything else I've seen has been accurate, like and like truthful. Right. And as you're kind of thinking about like everything else so far has been truthful, I think that uh, the image of you on this page that's I think almost a profile picture turns and looks at you and just says you don't even realize you're already dead and I think that's where you have to like that's too much and you're like whoa fuck hmm I want to know if, if there's like a final page I can turn it is that the last page um I don't think it is um I think when you like snap out of it and look back at the thing it's a book maybe about something else okay and you're like oh uh, maybe it's like, wait, it, it's, it's like come up with something very mundane that it yeah is. it's like ge geological samples of uh the west coast of central florida you're like oh pretty mundane yeah igneous huh <clears throat> okay like he'll sort of do like a, a, a look over and see if there are any other books titled uh, after people he knows anywhere yeah i think there are other there's there's a lot of just super boring stuff, but no, you don't find anything too crazy. Uh, let's figure out how to get out of this lab and move on. All right, cool. So um, I think there's another door on the other side of the room from where you guys came in. There's probably even maybe like a little balcony in here, and there's another door up there. But truth be told, whatever door you go through will trigger the same mechanic. Oh, so maybe we need to like figure out more about the situation, maybe from these or or scale up the side of the wall. Using like or, you know, repelling or burn this you place could, down. You could, yeah, you could grenade launch your handholds into the side of the walls. And then well, actually, I think speaking speaking of which, maybe while you guys are while Welker is looking at this book, while Darkblade is kind of reading some of that information out loud, maybe Sundry goes and looks out this window. Yeah, well, he's sure not going to read any books. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, exactly. Hell with these books. Uh, this goddamn library. But yeah, yeah so you go and look <laughs> out this. Sundry goes and looks out this window. And again, you are not on the ground floor. And a weird thing is the window that you had seen that like that blew up when Welker shot that grenade yeah. is below you. So you guys oh. are above that. Oh, and we haven't gotten on a penny stairs. No, you went from one room to another, theoretically on a completely level basis. Oh shit. It's like this library give me this library give me to keep creeps. Like every library before it. All right. Who's heading out the door? Sundry will lead. All right. Sundry, give me a number between one and eight. Oh, uh, Welker will have like his like grenade launcher ready to go, pointing at the door in case there's like another wolf coming out. Right, right at Sundry's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, blows his spine in half. Take that, well, you son of a bitch. Sit well, here and read books, be my guest, but uh, some of us got vampires to kill. All right, Sundry, one, one to eight. Uh, seven. This one's a big change up. So. You open this door that uh, is on the same level as where you were from the door you came in. And you open this door and you're hit by this like strong gust of wind in the stormy night. And maybe even some like rain kind of splatters on you. And you kind of, <laughs> yeah, uh, Welker hits you in the back with a grenade. You're okay. absolutely blown to pieces. Now, um, you, as you do this, you can see that like you're very clearly outside and as you like try to steady your vision, you realize you are on the roof of this tower. Awesome. So you're on the roof of this tower, and uh, this wind is kind of kicked up pretty significantly. There's maybe so is there a door behind me, or am I have I sort of stumbled out into the roof, the roof of the tower, and there's nothing behind me? Um, I think you've stumbled out into it, and the other people are close behind you. But there is like a door to go back into the tower itself. Uh, okay. I'll try to like um, find to hold on to and look around. Sure. The wind isn't so strong that it's like blowing you down, but you could like it's wet enough where it could be like you have to move carefully and um, you see a shape ahead of you like in the towards the edge of the roof. Oh shit. So again, uh, to give you like another clue, this this tower is built in that kind of like Art Nouveau style. Um, uh, like a lot of the big, like uh, super famous buildings in Chicago are built in that style. It yeah. does have like kind yeah, of, too. yeah, it does have like uh, the Chrysler building, I think is one of the big, like really famous ones. Yeah, Art Deco. Yeah, Art Deco, that's what I was saying. Not art, That's what I meant, not Art Nouveau. So uh, they, like there's like, gargoyle type things like that look down from the top of this um, they're the same kind of like hawk type maybe dog looking creatures that were on that gate that kind of look down from this tower um, in the past they had maybe been subtle kind of relief work you could have sworn in like uh, literature that you'd seen about this place but even now as like you see a, a shock of lightning light up part of this roof some of those things that are below where you are because you're on the roof are much more pronounced. They're no longer relief works, but huge statues that kind of seem to be coming off of this tower. And the figure that you see before you standing at the edge, maybe even on top of one of these statues, um, is a young, a young woman in a 
dress that seems to be ill-fitting that's like soaked and she's standing on the top of this thing and uh, yeah just in this pouring pouring rain is she by the um, the edge or no yes yeah she's on top of one of these statues I think where it would be uh, if she took even another step or two forward she'd likely fall off of this thing uh, Sandra would be like, uh, lady, you, you need to come back away from there. It's windy out. And I think, I think you just hear like, I don't know. I don't know if the, I don't know if they'll still want me. I don't know if what, after you've done, if they'll still want me to, to be there. It's so, I, 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 I brought you here. And now this Ashton, you recognize this voice immediately. That's Reagan. Would, would you be close enough to like, try to protect somebody or. You could try to do that. Sure. You think you're gonna try to like run and like grab her before she could maybe fall down? Yeah, I feel that would be his. That would be his instinct. Hmm. Okay, that puts us in an interesting situation because what then that means is, if this roll fails, one of the significant things is she could fall off of this. Hmm. So. I was down to have you guys kind of like hang out with this a little bit longer and maybe try to get some information, either talk to her or figure out more stuff. And then depending on how that rolls goes, maybe maybe that necessitates a second. Uh oh, she needs to be saved roll. Okay. Or do you think it would just be better to be? Do you think it would just be like Ashton sees this and maybe he kicks into action? No, I think it's it's fine if you think it would be more interesting the other way. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on one way or another, especially if as a, like a character kind of thing of like if this is the thing that motivates action, Jesus Christ, motivates Ashton to like immediate action. Ashton then, action. I know that's what was giving me a hard time. <laughs> if this is the thing that motivates Mr. Green to immediate action, then maybe that shows like kind of a, how he has possibly changed, and that could be interesting too. Um, yeah, I was sort of thinking that, but awesome let's if, if that if that's your instinct for the character especially let's go for it yeah this this could be pretty interesting especially if i miss both of you falling to your deaths <laughs> wait you wake up in a pool in a pond uh, but i did get a nine i believe once once you realize who it is do we just see ashton sprint forward yeah i think he's just like reagan just runs in into action awesome okay so he got a nine thunder like claps again and there's a huge like strike of lightning near maybe it even hits the tower and so like one of these um statues is just glowing because it was just hit by this lightning and um she's like kind of spooked by that and slips and falls off and we see just in the last second ashton kind of grab at her you grab her but it's like a it's a tenuous grasp so you've got her and you maybe have her like the she's like soaking wet and so like the two of you are like slipping as you're trying to hold on to her and um, I think somebody else is going to have to make a cool roll to possibly avoid the uh... I'll do it let's let's human chain him back on sounds good to me although this may be more of a welker situation I think I like the dramatic tension of uh, him having oh yeah welker will go grab her other arm and there'll be this like (laughs) thing where it's like which arm would you like to help you up Lady, and she was like, oh, "I was trying to jump. Let go of me, assholes!" No, um, nobody no, asked she, you. 
No, yeah. Um, okay, so I could see this going either way. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was treating this, David, like a act under pressure role. You were making a protect role, right? Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so... I mean, I have the, the same stat in both if you want to switch it over. Yeah, I think that's actually more of an act under pressure role than a protect someone role. Okay. So, um, but yeah, you somebody's going to have to make a similar role to help Ashton in this situation. And Welker, you said, or Carl, you said it would probably be Chase Welker. Sure, let's do that. Awesome. So go ahead and make your roll as well. And that's cool, yes? Yes. I got a six. Ooh, you got a six. I think that's the first cool roll I failed. Can other people jump in to help as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, that's what I've that's what I've been like like waiting to see if anybody need, wants to do that. But yeah, oh, if somebody was like counting to figure out like how many fronts you had going or something. No, I was I was I was like literally just trying to give you guys some time because definitely counting down his dinner in the oven. Yeah, hold on. How many chickens do I got yeah. hatching? He's got to give the cat heroin now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, cat, this cat's a, he's nothing but trouble. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and make a cool roll for me, Lee. He said, "If I won't give him heroin, he's gonna kill my son." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll make a cool roll. I like these apples. Can't wait for Darkblade to have to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got a four. Um, how about so we've got a, like a train of people, right? Like holding on to. Well, well, so far we've got Reagan slipped off of this thing. Ashton yeah. has grabbed her, but like he's likely about to fall. Welker mm -hmm. and Sundry both went to go help Ashton, and they are also they're they're failing. It doesn't mean that they're falling off of this thing. It just means that they're failing to. They are they are failing to. Um, assist, and because okay. of their yeah, and like because of their like failure, a... bad stuff could go on. They could fall off. Uh, it could be like, aha, I'm the roof vampire, and I have to fight me. That kind of thing. Yeah, maybe like Welker's yeah. guy over her as well, but she just won't take his hand, so he's just being totally useless. Um, how about this? Is what happened? So, Great Ashton is holding on to Reagan's hand, mm -hmm. and. It's slipping. Mm -hmm. And then um, I am Darkblade is going to go for her other hand. Okay, so Darkblade is also going to try to assist here? Or, or also going to mm -hmm. try to grab her? Um, yeah, he's going to basically go put himself prone at the edge of, I guess, these like slippery shingles or whatever the surface mm -hmm. is and like she's, be not, she's trying... on like she's imagine like the top of a giant gargoyle she's the oh okay so i'm she's... going to um dark plate is going What's to it? hold on to the gargoyle and try to reach for her hand and grab her okay yeah we, oh, can, we can do oh. that would you how about how about the failure is the gargoyle is alive yeah, I'm really picturing the ending scene of Quasimodo at this point. Yeah. No. Yeah. Lightning makes gargoyles come alive. Obviously. That's true. We've all and read. the failure. The failure is Darkblade slips and falls. 
Well, I, I think we could. I think we could get to what we want to show off here uh, without him having to fail for that to be the thing. Um, okay. I think the success could actually work out with that. Was the big idea that you do what everyone else did and also fail? Yeah, exactly. With the big reveal. Yeah, the big reveal. Is you've shocked. all been dead. You guys have all been dead the whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the scene. Is we see um, Reagan hanging on barely as Ashton's holding on to her hand. Her hand is like slipping as you guys are super, super wet. Maybe Ashton himself is having a hard time because this gargoyle is super wet from the rain and um, Welker and uh, Sundry are kind of running over and um, we'll come back to this in a second because Darkblade, you've decided to also get into this fray and possibly try to save Reagan and Ashton as well, right? Uh, I legitimately wait. thought your camera froze. You were sitting so still it was insane. So you're also you're also wanting to save these these two people, Reagan and Ashton, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Could you make Mainly a, Ashton. Mainly Ashton. Makes sense. Could you make a weird roll for me? Okay. Go for it. And I got a five. All right. Okay. So you got you got the hat trick. Yeah. So we just had three failures all in a row. Awesome. Force four Stooges situation. Yeah. Man. Does that mean we all level up? Uh, well, everybody does get experience every time you every time you fail a roll. Don't I forget mean, honestly, that. We could just transition to the next room of the tower by all of us falling off at the same time. <laughs> Okay, so given that I mean, all of these were failures, yeah, I died. feel there's no way Reagan survives this. She's died. Okay, yeah. do we think that that's the situation? Is that we just see Reagan fall off? Yeah, definitely. I feel I feel the dice say it right. I, I can't think of a way to not do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, she's been most connected to your character, Ashton. So, tell me how some of, tell me how this scene goes, and if we have like play out any dialogue as she's like as you're struggling to hold on to her, we can do that. But yeah, you're. I want to give you the narrative control on this scene. Um, okay, so I'm not totally sure if we have the same image of the statue, but I'm thinking of these, like, Tim Burton, like, almost like eagle head, you know, like, coming off of this, like, one of the corners or something, and Ashton's, like, on his stomach, like, uh, holding her, she's, like, hanging down, you know, and but also slipping off because it's, like, an eagle head, so it's kind of rounded, and these two are trying to pull me up and... I think just if she if she dies to make it dramatic, I think she just kind of looks up and she's just like, um, um, oh, what would be a good thing for her to say? So for her motivation, and again, I want you to be the one to decide this, so I'm not going to say this is what she says, but like her motivation here had been she was also like enthralled by these vampires mm -hmm. and, like, and like likely also bitten by them, but in this case, probably by uh, like the actual head vampire and she's convinced that he's a god and he's going to make her a god and that she did something wrong and she almost feels like she's betrayed them and she could go back on that thought that would work perfect in these last moments or whatever it was and that's why she was up on the top of this thing of like oh you guys came here and since you guys came here I've betrayed these gods and there's I'm I'm doomed already 
So maybe it is interesting if she just says, I'm sorry, but, you know, as the viewer, the reader or whatever, we're not sure if she's saying, I'm sorry, um, my dark god, or I'm sorry, Ashen, or, or who she's apologizing to, but then she just falls away. Ooh, and does is it that she slips, or do we see her let go? I feel it's more interesting if she makes the choice, right? Okay. So she's slipping and slipping, and then we just see her say, I'm sorry. And yeah, she lets go, and you're just staring down. And what's going through Ashton's mind as he just sees her, like, plummet, essentially. This, this tower from, like, the way it seems, like, you guys are above the clouds, which doesn't make a stitch of fucking sense in the actual realm of reality. But the way you guys see it is it's like you are infinitely high up. I mean, if this is the uh, the TV movie of this, I, I feel especially because it's raining, he's got to do the yell at the, cl- the like the yell at the sky thing, like no. no. All right, you got to yell her name. Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. Maria. Yeah. <laughs> what was her name again? Yeah. Yeah. So you you scream, and we see Ashton scream her name like. Into the uh, into the air, and uh, we just see lightning crack in the background, and um, yeah. So Ashen was the only one who didn't fail that roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ironically, Ashen got a I think a nine on that roll. Yeah. Um, in the end, she fell more for plot reasons than for like mechanic reasons per mechanical reasons per se. But, um, all right, so for the rest of you guys, though, who all failed those rolls, you guys you guys are dangling from this gargoyle. Um, we see, like, an upshot of this gargoyle, and it looks, like, incredibly sinister. Again, when we had seen images from, like, the literature, this was just, like, relief work. Now it is this full entire statue of this, like, bird-headed creature that's, like, sticking off of the tower itself. Um, and very Tim Burton style, I think, in that Art Deco kind of way from uh, a lot of the earlier Batman movies really fits well with this. And um, you guys are like all kind of like tr- tr- like hanging on to this thing. And then we'll go to shots from like above you where again, below you is just nothingness, like as if you were above the clouds. And Ashton is screaming up into uh, the heavens. And you just hear... So in the end, you couldn't save her at all. It's too bad. And when you turn around, you see the woman that you had uh, encountered in the basement of the uh, West, the Palm Coast Natural History Museum, the woman who threw you through that crate. And she's standing there. She's wearing a um, she's wearing a dress not dissimilar to what Reagan was wearing. It looks like it's like a little bit better fitted. It's probably a um, kind of a gauzy uh, dress that maybe looks like it came out of the early 20th century. She was meant to be one of us. Her betrayal here was, uh, was something exquisitely horrible. Bringing you here was a mistake, although you've been marked. Perhaps you're not like them. Perhaps you're meant to be here. And I think, yeah, there's just like a crack of thunder in the background, and she'll say, say, 
They're bugs. If you really truly wish to be a god, you want to embrace yourself. Get rid of them. They're already dead. They've already made their deals with the devil. They're barely human. Little people. Get rid of them and you'll... You'll have a place among... You'll have a place among those whose names are written in history. Written in blood. And I think she, like, smiles this big smile. And you can definitely see that she has, like, a ton of sharp teeth in her mouth. Do you think that um, her as one of these, like, children of the main vampire, does she just have the straight-up regular vampire fangs? Or is it like, I got a big mouthful of shark teeth? I like the shark teeth way more. Awesome, yeah. Really she, cool. she smiles, and yeah, it's this hideous row after row of, like, just massive teeth that should not be able to fit in a human mouth. Need to get my teeth sharpened. There you go. Like wharf. I think, so I'm just picturing, um, He's just like on his knees, almost like fetal position style mm. when she comes over here. And I think he just, just looks over to her. Um, he's like, you know anything about her or me. And I think I'm going to charge into immediate danger. This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included Earthly Destiny, Ghost Chase Thriller, and Subterranean Monster by Sir Cubworth, as well as Winter is Coming Adagio, First Snow by D. Yan Key, Churchy by Coven, Sharp Senses by Ugona Unyekwe, spelled U-G-O-N-N-A-O-N-Y-E-K-W-E, and for You King by Ender Gunier. Some additional notes for this episode are um, that Lee had talked about how his character Sundry was a likable guy, and yet this is an episode in which we see Sundry stab a dog to death. I thought that that was a pretty funny thing to think about afterwards. Also, Ashton went to the tower in violation of his deal with Regan, um, or Reagan, and that that was a thing in case anybody was questioning that um, and what the deal with that was. I thought she had agreed to not go and deal with these vampires. Well, so had he. He broke that deal. So did she. That's the thing. <laughs> you got All right. Awesome. So we got like the sloppiest human chain going. Where it's yes. Like, do you... <laughs> I think it was just yeah. look like uh, Ashton tries to save her life and the rest of us just like, nope. We're just like pushing her off the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna list off a couple of things i want us to take a break and think about what would be best okay one of them is straight up reagan falls off this fucking tower that we've established at least within the magical reality of this is infinitely tall so that's one another one is 
um while you guys are busy like uh oh maybe you fall but you fall into separate places that's that's kind of cool but it makes things kind of a little bit of a pain in the ass not that big of a deal but a little bit um, or just one of us falls off another thing is one of you falls off but especially because we had multiple failures um another thing would be like you guys are preoccupied and especially because dark blade is the one who is not um something very unpleasant shows up on the top of this roof and there's only one person who can deal with it because everyone else is falling off of an infinitely tall tower i would be um, thrilled by that option just like dark blade, i'm gonna uh, like i'm austin i'm texting you another option all right uh, okay it's yeah, just it's a just picture of your balls <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh look at that <laughs> haven't seen those in a little while um yeah so yeah alex is right you guys win <laughs> Yeah. Oh, ballsy. All right. So let's, let's take a break. Think about that. And if there are other options, um, feel free to th think about those. I just poked myself in the eye like an idiot. Yeah. He's living his life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Extanguinating his ball sack. It's an, it's an we awesome all take movie. turns being Mr. Knowles when new visitors come in <laughs> yeah. and blow furniture. Yeah. By the yeah. way, what do you by the way, Knowles is a combination like, well, of like libraries. You should see how long my tower is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like a terrible Mr. Knowles. So all of these, so all the characters that are introduced in this mystery have been um, characters from our previous vampire games. Um, Rostovich was Andrew's character, David from our long running vampire game. Um, there's uh the he should have been more of a dancer yeah i know well you, you haven't seen a move yet baby um there's uh lewis Locke was named after lee's character first character from the vampire game there's april um lane who you guys haven't met who's the head of the uh lane foundation uh henry sinclair knowles was there was a character briefly in the vampire game named sinclair that does sound familiar. Um, he was towards the end of the game, and then what his, was what? And then his name is, uh, and then his first name is Henry because back in like the late 1800s, when all of these dudes in Florida were like, "I'm super rich and I'll do whatever I want," they were all named Henry. <laughs> like I'm Henry Flagler. Fuck you! I'll do whatever I want. I'm Henry Sanford. I'll do whatever I want. A confluence anyway. of Henrys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lee. You asked your question. I didn't hear what you said. Who was Lewis Locke? I don't remember that one. Lewis Locke was the security guard you guys fought in the men's room. <laughs> in a two-session men's I, room I, battle. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the vampire character. Lucas Locke. He was uh, Locke. Was your Gabriel Locke? Was your mm. uh, character from the uh, vampire game? Okay, I remember Gabriel. I just I didn't put Lewis yeah. Locke. In. Yeah. So I just usually tried to take one of the names and not have it be like. I'm Dimitri Vampirovich or whatever the fuck my character was named. <laughs> whatever yeah. idiots named your characters. It was like Alexander Alexovich or Roman Kastovet was one. Roman yeah, Kastovet it was definitely one. Oh, for sure. But I stole that from Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> so, okay. All of them witches. Yeah. Yeah, get them nipples, Lee. <laughs> um. 